Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Those are the words of Keyshawn Johnson and the folks on 105.3 The Fan. A devastating story. Big D, the letter Big D, this morning in the Metroplex, despondent, devastating, whatever it might be. We are back. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Of course, we know the big story in the NFL, Dak The ankle going the other way, out for four to six months. The big story of the day in the league, and this says something, there there were some major headlines, is the surgery for the compound fracture and dislocation of Dak's right ankle. Our Cowboys reporter Todd Archer said successful surgery has been commenced. It is finished. He is on the road to recovery, which will be four to six months. As you know, Dak was in the running for the MVP through four weeks. In fact, he had thrown for 1,690 yards coming into yesterday, the most a Cowboy had ever thrown for in the first four games of that legendary franchise's history. But the leader in the clubhouse, everybody was chasing Russell Wilson. And if you missed it last night, here's what Danger Russ did on fourth and goal from the six with the game hanging in the balance on Sunday night football against the Minnesota Vikings. Last chance for the Hawks, unless there's a penalty. They're going to rush four. Russell, look out. He's going to fire inside. Reaching up. Making a catch. Does he hang on? He does. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Seahawks and it's Metcalf. And Russell finds him and throws a dart. That was on 710 ESPN in Seattle. It was a 94-yard game-winning drive. Two-minute drive par excellence. 157 left in the game. That six-yard touchdown pass. On fourth and six with 15 seconds to go to his new favorite target, DK Metcalf. That's after the Vikings could have sealed it, probably their own fourth down miscue on the other side of the field earlier in the game. And then obviously Seattle just took over and won from there. Key, you have said this. It's been one of the biggest points you've harped on all show long since we've been on the air in mid-August. That Russell Wilson, despite all of his greatness, a Super Bowl on the verge of having two, has never received a single vote for the MVP. The MVP voting is a little bit different than in other sports, but the fact that nobody's given this guy a tip of the cap ever, I think last night may have changed that for good. Well, I think I think it will change it. He has to continue to keep playing as well as he's playing. They have to continue to keep winning, obviously. Beginning of the season, we picked, you know, we pick MVP, Super Bowl matchup, who wins the division, all the little stuff that we do from a prop standpoint. Um, but when you if you watch Russell Wilson the last couple of years, this team slowly has went more toward him and less toward the defense. And I think as time goes on, as long as he continues to win and he puts 90-yard drives together, <laughs> which I hope that he's not continuing to do that, although I want him to win, he's going to get the, the recognition he so deserves. This was a defensive-minded organization and team under Pete Carroll as long as Pete's been there. Now, all of a sudden, the last couple of years, it has shifted Jay Will to an offensive-minded, pass-happy DK Metcalf, Lockett, Russell Wilson, Olsen type situation. And now he's going to get the notoriety and attention he so deserves. Really happy because I, I, I have Russ as MVP, but what the hell was Minnesota doing? That was weird. What was Mike Zimmer doing? I'm confused. So you're up five with just under two minutes left. Fourth and one on Seattle's six-yard line. You don't kick the field goal, where which uh, put the Vikings up eight guaranteeing that they would not lose the game in regulation. The Seahawks would have to drive the entire length of the field, score, and get a two-point convert. Why wouldn't you kick a field goal, Key? I'm confused. Coaches, sometimes they think that, you know, they can punch it in and get it right there, and it can – No! I, I, no! I didn't say – You kicked the field goal. I take the points. But coaches sometimes believe that 
we can put it completely out their misery. Key, you had you had Minnesota winning the division. I remember yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. How, and how, many others did at the beginning of the I, damn season, too. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that's a bad thing. Don't get defensive. I like how you get defensive real quick. I wasn't getting defensive about it. I'm just saying. I, I, Mike Zimmer's been a good coach. Zim is a, Zim's a good that, that, that's what leaves me confused. Maybe Kubiak talked him into it, the offensive coordinator, and said, we could, we can do it, we need to score. Or maybe he felt that his defense wasn't going to live up to what the billing was, even though they sacked Russell four times in the game. He didn't have statistically, yardage-wise, his best outcome of the game. Maybe, you know, because coaches, what happens in these situations yeah, please is tell they me what start happens. to think about – the defense, right? He started to say, well, our defense isn't playing as well. If you go back to that year, and you remember the Z mm-hmm. more so, the, when the New England Patriots and Peyton Manning and were playing against Peyton Manning and Tom Brady went for it mm-hmm. on backed up in their own end zone, yes. and they did not get the first down because Bill Belichick didn't feel that the defense was going to slow Peyton Manning them down and stop them. Maybe Zim had that mindset where three points is not going to be enough for us, even though it puts us up by two scores, eight points, they'll go down, score, get the two, and we'll be tied. So I might as well go for it. You remember the amount of grief that Belichick got for that decision moving forward, even though he is, of course, Bill Belichick. We should quickly mention that the Seahawks are now 5-0 and for the first time in franchise history. And, oh, by the way, really? for the first – yes, believe mm-hmm. it or not. 5-0 and for the first time in franchise history. And to Jay's point, if you missed that fourth down miscue for Minnesota, the young stud Alexander Madison, their running back, who they really like, was stuffed. To Jay's point – they don't get any points, and Seattle starts their two-minute drive to win the game. An unbelievable sequence of events. Fourth downs going terribly for Minnesota and great for Seattle late Sunday night, if you missed it. So the Seahawks are 5-0 for the first time in franchise history, and for the first time in his NFL history, Derek Carr wins a game at Arrowhead. He said, after the game, I've taken so many long walks up that tunnel, dejected. Not yesterday, baby. I'm enjoying it. So the Chiefs won't go undefeated. How vulnerable are they? Well, look, I think they got at least another two losses in them, maybe even three. I, I never, ever, and I've been saying this for weeks up on weeks, when guys that are on our show, whether it's our co-host or our other co-host or whether people we invite as guests. Yes, say Zubin they, and myself. They, they swear up and down <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs are going undefeated. And I kept saying it's not like that. They're a good team. But if you look at they had to come from behind against the Chargers. They were in the dogfight. They barely got out of there alive. I mean, when you start to just kind of look at some of their games, you sit there and you go, huh, New England without Cam Newton, dogfight, right? It, was, it, was, it came down to a dogfight in the end. And so when you look at that, you say, well, they're vulnerable. Somebody's going to eventually pop them. I just didn't think it would be the Raiders. <laughs> on the road. On the on road. road. Non-hostile environment because right. of the pandemic, but, but it's still, still on the road. Still. You just didn't think that they would pop them in. Look, kudos to the Las Vegas Raiders and John Gruden. This has been coming for a long time. Like Cars mentioned, they finally got over the hump. And, hey, and I said at the beginning of the year. You did. You did. I, was, I, I, was I said at the beginning of the year the Raiders would try to challenge KC for this division. Yes. And they started off hot. And you look at the Raiders, who they beat. They beat Seattle. Carolina and Kansas City, mm-hmm. all teams above 500. They beat the Saints. I mean, they beat the Saints. Wait, did I say Seattle? I yeah, meant the Saints. Yeah, Saints. Mm-hmm. yeah. but it's, Saints. look, Derek Carr, 347 yards, three TDs. Josh Jacobs is a beast. I mean, th- th- this team is, they're growing on me. They're growing on me, and they're complete. That win the other day, and you're right, we, both Zubin and I were the people that thought that KC had a chance 
to go undefeated. Um, but just the way they played, I, I still don't know overall who the Raiders team is, but they're trending in the right direction. Well, the Ra- Raider team, is they're, they're a heartbreak, right? The moment that you fall in love with them, they break your heart. That's just what they've always been, and hopefully they turn the, the, turn the table now and Carr you know, won't be the guy that they're looking to replace moving forward. That's a very fair point. A huge, huge win for the Las Vegas Raiders. There was a six-drive stretch. I was watching the game yesterday. There was a six-drive stretch where the Raiders held the Chiefs to three points, and you just don't get holding a team like that to three points over a six-drive stretch. You just don't see it with Patrick Mahomes. And now the Chiefs then go on the road, and now they're playing Buffalo coming up next. I mean, that's going to be another game for them. Right. That one was going to be on that Thursday night, remember? Yep. And it's being rescheduled, probably going to be paid a few, a few days, excuse me, after that. Still to come, NBA champion Kendrick Perkins on the big question that doesn't involve LeBron and the Lakers. Does AD leave? His comments after the game last night were not as crystal clear as you might think. Perk is on the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I think he got the respect he deserves. Uh, people have said, including Key, that some people just don't want this dude to win. Those dudes are unhappy this morning. It's Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're presented by it's, Progressive Insurance. It's painful, <laughs> right? When you're rooting so hard for someone to lose something and not be successful and they accomplish the goals that they set out for themselves – it's painful. Oh, it's painful. Why are you looking at me? I didn't know. I'm just going to. <laughs> I was like, no, I was just. I looked at you for you can go next. That's all. Oh, okay. I, I look. I, I had the Lakers in six, though. So, like I just when when they when they play. <laughs> I know why you looking at me like that. When it when they played that way, like when you saw Bron come out and bully people right from the beginning, and Anthony Davis came out and made his first jump shot. When those two play at a high level. There was nobody. There was nobody beating him. There was nobody beating him. I understand he was making them jumpers. I still don't want him shooting all of them. <laughs> we'll you, go, you want him beating people on the ball. I mean, no, they did he, have thirty-four did, points he, in the paint, though. No, he was dunking on people. That's what I like, though. Yeah. I like the two-hand yam on them, and yeah, I like all that. But I don't want him shooting all those jumpers. That's just I'm just saying. And by the way, Jimmy Butler. I mean, I, I think I had it written down out of supposedly the, the minutes he he only didn't play like three minutes in two games, wow. like three minutes. He missed three three total minutes in two games. 
Like there was no way they could sustain. I, I know Perk is on with us, but yeah. what I was gonna say real quick: if if I'm Pat Riley and the Miami Heat, I'm going to get Giannis, and I'm making Giannis tell the people in Milwaukee, I don't want to be there. Trade me, get me out of there. If I'm Pat Riley, that's just mm. me though. I'm tampering. That's juicy. And the Lakers have tampered and paid the fines before, as you know. They've not been afraid of that. Let's head to the Shell Pennzoil performance line in just one moment. Kendrick Perkins is with us. Perk, thanks for being here. You're an NBA champion. You know what it's like to overtake the Lakers, and now the Lakers are the big story this morning. But the secondary big story, besides the greatness of LeBron and where he stands in the pantheon of the all-time greats, is what's going to happen to his wingman and the guy that he says he wants to take over for him in L.A. Anthony Davis can become a free agent after the game last night, despite saying from Key that no great Lakers ever leave Los Angeles, Anthony Davis kept it open a crack by not being definitive. Listen to this. I have no idea. I had a great time. You know, LA this first year has been nothing but joy, nothing but, you know, amazement. And uh, over the next couple of months, we'll figure it out. I mean, I'm not, you know, 100% sure, but, you know, that's – why my agent is who he is, and we and we will discuss it and, and you know figure it out. And we will see what Anthony Davis decides to do. <laughs> he is available and possible to become a free agent, and that's why he said, "quote unquote," not sure. You just heard the laughter from Big Perk. Kendrick joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kendrick, what do you make of that comment? Just minutes after they win the championship. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Happy Monday. What's happening, Happy Monday, dog? Perk. Hey, listen, he's not a hundred percent sure, but. He's 99.9% sure, right? <laughs> I mean, Anthony Davis, he was supposed to say that. You know, going into free agency, you post, you want to have all the leverage that you possibly could have, and I'm pretty sure the Lakers go give him what, it, what he deserved. But if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm going to sit tight and keep a cool booty. I'm not going <laughs> nowhere. You with the Lakers, dog. You in L.A., you just won a championship. Where are you going? Bright lights, Hollywood. I mean, everything is in the palm of your hands. Anthony Davis, I don't believe he's going anywhere. Well, that's what I keep telling the fellas up here. That, and I think Jay Will understands that, you know, great players just don't – you don't leave L.A. Shaq got traded out, and Dwight Howard at the time wasn't – we didn't really – we tried to keep him perked, but then it was kind of like, okay, you leaving, no problem. We're going to keep it moving. With that being said, Big Dog, where does this championship rank for LeBron? It's number four. Where, where would you put this championship amongst the four that he has? Ooh, man, Key, this is tough, but because I figured this is one of the the greatest championships in NBA history due to the circumstances and what those guys had to deal with. You talk about everybody that comes out of the bubble; they act like they just did a bid. When you think about it, when they get home, they're posting on their social media how they with their families. You talk about with Paul George, how he was dealing with the mental uh, health issue, the mental toughness to be down there for three months and get a championship, everyone is going to remember this 2020 championship. And I think this ranked second behind that three behind LeBron James' Cleveland championship because he beat the 73-9 and nine, uh, Golden State Warriors and, and, uh, from being down 3-1. So I think this ranked second all-time for us with LeBron James. This is his second greatest championship. Big Perk, when you heard LeBron James on the podium last night, when he uh, answered the question and said, I want my damn respect too, where did your mind go? You know, it's talking about the debate. Uh, you know, you, you're talking about uh, all the guys that are out there in the media and, and saying, oh, LeBron James is three and six. Well, 
Now he's four and six, and now he's a Finals MVP with three different teams. He's won the championship with three different teams. He's he got two of the greatest championships of all time. And by the way, he averaged twenty nine, eleven and eight in the finals. Uh, this guy's finals resume alone. Forget his 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 rap sheet. His rap sheet throughout his career is ridiculous. But just in the finals, his rap sheet longer than the holiday weekend. <laughs> Big Perk, you obviously <laughs> won championship, been around championships, and when you look at where the Lakers are right now with AD, I'm just going to say re-signing, even though he hasn't signed yet. Um, in, in, in LeBron James, in the makeup of the cast of characters, the supporting cast, realistically, how many more championships can the Lakers win with LeBron James? Two at least. Uh, we heard LeBron James last night said he got a, at least four or five good years left in him. And I believe him. You're talking about a guy who invests almost $2 million a year into his body and his shows. The way that he's able to go out there and perform in year 17 is phenomenal. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers land another star this offseason. Don't be surprised if they pull off something and they have another young star come moving to L.A. playing for the Lakers this offseason. Yeah. So, Perk, with that being said, who do you think, you know, contends with them for that championship? Who would you say their biggest foe potentially could be? Ooh, see, and see, people forget, but I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors. You're talking about uh, Steph Curry, a guy who, who, who who's a generational talent. I, I think a guy that, you know, changed the NBA in my eyes, coming back after – almost a full season of rest. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, that core is still there. And those guys are hungry. And and with them getting a high draft pick and adding uh, Andrew Wiggins to that mix, um, they're going to be scary. They're going to be scary. They're only a few pieces away to getting back to where they need to be or where they want to be or where they were. So if I'm looking at it, the Golden State Warriors is who I'm thinking about in the Western Conference this upcoming season. What do you make of the fact that a lot of people said, Perk, when we're being joined by Kendrick Perkins on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A West wear test using SAE 5W30. There was a lot of talk that whoever won this 2020 NBA title, the strangest season in the league's 74-year history, you know, we got to put an asterisk on it because of everything going on with the bubble, and it wasn't 82 games. What do you make of that fact? Is this a legit title, no strings attached? Well, first of all, Zoo, I, I want to say, hey, you do a hell of a job because there's no way I would have been able to read that that promo like you did for <laughs> the motor oil gas that you probably would have took on the whole show, right? But look, this is this is a uh, this title is is certified. You hear so many guys, especially in the media, so many people talk about it. You know, I hear uh, Mark Spears. You know, I had conversations with him, and he was like. Whoever wins this title should be rewarded two titles because it's so hard. I heard uh, Cassidy talk about how challenging the bubble was. You know, Rachel Nichols, I heard her talk about how challenging the bubble is. And so well, if, if, you not, if you haven't went to the bubble, you don't understand. And, and by the way, people don't realize, right, you fight all season long if you're a contender. 
to fight for home court advantage because fans help you win games. You know, we hear so many times after post-game interviews where guys then went to the, you know, doing that post-game interview and they say, who we wouldn't have won this one without our home crowd today? And guys had to have a mental toughness to go out there and compete at a high, at the highest level without fans, without, you know, the arena being loud and just going out there and basically being in the gym by yourself against your opponent and competing at a high level. So it's no asterisk by this championship. This is one of the greatest championships, in my opinion. We'll see what ends up happening because now after a season unlike any other, the NBA is entering an offseason unlike any other with regard to free agency, what the salary cap might be with regards to all of the money that has been lost from gate receipts. We will see as the NBA approaches his 75th season. Perk, really appreciate you joining us this morning. Enjoy the right, offseason. We'll talk to you it. soon. Thanks, Perk. All right, Perk. All right, thank you. Hey, real quick on this. Boom, into the box. I got to mention, Perk said no asterisks. Brian Windhorst, our ESPN NBA insider on the Hoop Collective podcast, whether he thinks this title, and remember, he's been around LeBron longer than anybody that's been covering him, whether this title is free, clear, and legit. I just have really strong beliefs that winning a championship is so hard no matter the circumstances, that there's never an asterisk. I'll, I'll never, ever, I got to be careful being so, so, you know, absolute, but I just never believed that. I, I, and so this year, I thought that the level of play was great. And I thought that the level that the Lakers showed in this bubble was spectacular. They are the absolute worthy champions. It's fair enough. The offense in the bubble, especially was at another level. I don't even understand why people would even have that conversation. I mean, you got to – all the NBA players and all the coaches and the people that have come on with us clearly is stating how hard it is to play in a hmm. bubble without fans and, and that you have to motivate yourself. I've gone through this many times in trying to explain to people that they're stuck in an environment with no fans, limited family and supporting family members and friends around. They're stuck in a hotel room. They're not stuck in a 10,000 square foot house. They're stuck in a hotel room with one TV. Okay. With wallpaper on the walls. You can hear the next door neighbor. Those thin walls. Like really (laughs) like and they're eating basically the same sort of gourmet cooking. There is no going out and getting this. It's totally (laughs) different. I am not going to do a disservice to the Lakers by giving them an asterisk for this year, saying, oh, this year. That's crazy. It's insane what they've been able to pull off during a pandemic, during social justice, all the things they've stood for, not being around their family. To do this was an insane, insane year and insane accomplishment. But but I do look forward to next year. That was your asterisk. I do. I do. I do look forward (laughs) to when Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, when they're fully healthy, what they can bring to the table. I do look forward to seeing what the Clippers will bring to the table and if they actually do have they to meet. they got a coach. Right? If they actually do meet in the playoffs, how that will be to see Kawhi, if that's PG, going against LeBron James and AD. I do look forward to seeing, you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, what that brings to the table. What happens with the with Milwaukee and Giannis? Could they get a Bradley Beal to come to the table, that missing link, with Chris Middleton? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things to look forward to next year, considering if teams have to go on the road 
and when that or how that stuff plays out when it's not at a neutral site. So never going to do disservice. This was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. But I do look forward so to it. So, well. so why are people out there trying to do a disservice and give an asterisk to the Lakers? Why? I, I think people were doing that at the beginning by saying, hey, you know, you're not going to. But it's, they didn't make any sense, Key. Yeah. They didn't make any sense. I mean, those are the people that haven't been to the bubble, that haven't left their family for three and a half, four months, that don't know what the social pressure is, the, the, the pressure to be alone, to handle all that stuff. They're, they're somewhere else. There's no doubt about it. Still That's to right. come in They're one minute. It was an awful day for one NFC East quarterback, but it was an amazing day for another. We'll talk about it with our injury expert on the biggest story circulating in the NFL in one minute. But first, Sports Center. One oh six ninety three. Lakers in front with nine seconds to go. Quinn Cook into the front court. He's going to dribble this one out. And as the horn sounds, it's been a long 10 years. But once more, the Los Angeles Lakers are NBA champions. LeBron James leading the Lakers to a record-tying 17th title and the fourth in his remarkable career, punctuating it with a triple-double. The King crowning the Heat in Game 6, 106-93. The Lakers have won their 17th title, tongue planted firmly in cheek. Uh, the Lakers had to wait key a whole 10 years. Yes. Think about all those teams that have never done anything in the league. They had to wait a whole decade to get another title. How did you hold up over the last 10 years? Yeah, we were hopeful. <laughs> a lot of teams have never got anything, so... And nope. for just put in perspective. Right. Think about the other team in L.A. and what they haven't been able to do to Jay's Not point. my problem. Move along. He doesn't even acknowledge the Clippers. <laughs> in the NFL, we got to acknowledge the biggest story in the league, and there was a lot of huge storylines yesterday. Dak Prescott, compound fracture, dislocation in his right ankle in the game against the Giants. He had surgery overnight, according to our Todd Archer. It was successful, and now they begin the road to recover. He'll be out four to six months. They brought in a noted foot and ankle doctor, to take care of it. Again, we'll talk about it and more with Monday Night Football's Lou Riddick coming up at 9.30. Gigantic game as he gets set for a gigantic game to call tonight between the Chargers and the Saints on ESPN. Gigantic stakes in baseball. The Rays over the Strohs. Yes, the ALCS is going on. There's a lot of stuff you may have missed at Mike Zanino. Go-ahead single in the fifth. The Rays have been terrific in one-run games, and they did it again to the Strohs yesterday. They'll play again today. And they're going to play every day. No off days here in the ALCS or the NLCS. ALCS Game 2, 3.30 Eastern pregame coverage on ESPN Radio. And then Keys Dodgers will take on the Braves, who quietly have played outstanding baseball this postseason with not a ton of attention. That's the National League Championship Series. Coverage on ESPN, pregame coverage, 7.30 Eastern. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost, 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data. Then 2G, savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. As I mentioned, it was a devastating day in the NFC East if you're a Cowboys fan. But if you are a fan of the Washington football team, it's one of the most inspirational stories you'll see. Joe Theismann, the former Washington football team quarterback, said the comeback player of the year has already been determined. 
before Alex Smith even took a snap yesterday. He got in there. He was amazing after nearly losing his leg and possibly losing his life. Let's talk about it with our ESPN injury expert, Stefania Bell. She's the co-host of the Fantasy Football Podcast. And you can see Stephanie to, uh, Stefania, excuse me. Sorry, Steph. It's a little early. You can see Stefania with more on Alex Smith's amazing return on OTL today at 145 Eastern. She's been chronicling his entire comeback with an E60 special that you can find on ESPN+. Plus. Just amazing, amazing stuff and Steph has been there riding shotgun the entire way we will get to Alex Smith in just a second but Stefania first things first Dak Prescott what did you see when Dak got hurt and what do you make of the recovery process well it was really tough to watch right and if you look at the mechanism of the injury it just looked like his ankle got stuck in the turf there and you saw this rotational mechanism which is how these injuries happen And it's actually the same way a high ankle sprain typically happens, where your foot gets rotated out relative to your leg, only it just kept going. And unfortunately, the structures fail when there's too much force. And he ended up with this fractured dislocation of his ankle um, that you heard it referred to as a compound fracture, meaning it was open, punctured the skin. Those require immediate attention, hence the trip to the hospital right away so they could clean it. Uh, wash it out, uh, basically surgically implant the hardware to stabilize it, and then get him on IV antibiotics. Stefania, what's the long-term effects of an injury like this? I ha- I've had my my ankle broke before, but I'm fine. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's always different for everyone. I mean, one thing you learn being a physical therapist is that uh, the injury may sound the same across multiple patients, but it can present very differently in terms of how you respond to the injury and just your own course of events. I mean, you guys referenced Alex already. So as you know, not everything is guaranteed to be routine, but for the most part, this is not an uncommon injury, especially in uh, high amplitude collision sports. And he should make a full recovery. It's a long one. You know, it'll, it'll take you for the timeline four to six months, but typically the time to get back to full activity And then there's just the issue of getting over the injury itself, right? Can I move the same? Can I do what I did before? Um, Am I at risk for doing it again? There's a lot of a mental aspect to overcoming a big injury in addition to the physical aspect. Stefania, you made mention of Alex Smith. What was your reaction watching him in the field the other day? I have to admit, uh, I was watching at work yesterday after our show, and, and so there were a few of us in the room. And everybody kind of looked at me to say, like, oh, my God, Alex is taking the field. And I admit it was emotional. I mean, I wanted to jump up and take a picture of the screen. And, and I saw his wife and his kids who I've come to know through the course of doing the E62 project. And uh, I, I could feel my hands shaking. You know, it's a combination of being thrilled for him, knowing everything he's done to get to this moment and being anxious. You know, it's, it's natural to be a little bit nervous to see him step on the field again after all that, but also a bit of relief. Like you just know that this was something he really needed to do. He'd gotten so far. He'd come so close. I wanted him to have that moment. So it was really great to see. You were with him, like I said, shotgun riding the entire way, chronicling the entire journey, an unprecedented journey with regards to returning to the NFL after an injury like that. And I know you're going to have more on OTL today on SportsCenter today at 145 Eastern. So for fans of the Washington football team or anybody that just wants to be inspired in these difficult times, what can we expect to see from your reporting this afternoon on ESPN? 
Well, I think you'll get a nice, uh, a, a short recap version of essentially the, the journey that he took. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to speak with uh, his physician, uh, who clearly had the bird's eye view of everything that was happening and, and kind of share with you some of the emotions of folks after seeing him get back on the field. Look forward to watching that this afternoon, 145 Eastern. Of course, Stefani also host of the Fantasy Football Focus podcast. Plenty of things to talk about today, injury-wise, in the NFL. One great with the return of Alex Smith after the recovery, and one, the recovery of Dak Prescott just beginning. Stefania, thanks for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it. And you know what? Next season, we'll be celebrating the return of Dak Prescott, too. How about that? <laughs> that would be a great full-circle story, and I'm sure you'll be chronicling that as well. The foremost injury expert in sports, Stefania Bell. Great point, Steph. Thank you so much. Alex Smith getting into the game for the Washington football team after 17 surgeries and a near amputation of his leg and possibly facing death is proof he's already locked up the comeback player of the year. Proof is brought to you by Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. The only thing I would add is that he got into the game after Kyle Allen was knocked out after a brutal hit that he took from Jalen Ramsey. Allen was cleared to return key, but Coach Rivera said, you know what? Even though the game was a little out of hand, we totally get it. It was a 20-point win for the Rams. Uh, he kept Alex Smith in there. As a former player, as a guy that's had injuries, when you saw that, Stefania got pretty emotional. What were you thinking? Well, as soon as, as, as Kyle Allen got hit, first thing I said, oh, well, here comes Alex. As soon as it happened, bam. It didn't, they didn't need to pan to Alex Smith for me to know that he was getting ready to take over. And, you know, when he, I was just like, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, but I also understand – that it's been a long road for him to get back to the point of being able to get underneath the center and practice, let alone a game. And so when he stepped underneath that center, I'm just saying to myself, they need to make sure that they're protecting him. And then when Aaron Donald jumped on top of him for the first time, I was like, Yo. you know, I just, because you don't know. You don't know if he can re-injure himself. So you're just sitting there, you're just going. But to be able to see him underneath the center, He's a better man than me because I would have packed it in a long time ago. Seeing it was a, a miracle within itself. I got to tell you, I, I started pacing. I got up in the room and started pacing. Like I felt like an anxious parent mm. watching him. right? Because like it takes an Aaron Donald. You know how it is, Key. In football, like man, to be able to turn that switch him? off, to be able to turn that, that, that intensity, that aggression, to t- be able to turn that off like, and not have a head of steam when you hit somebody like that. I just, I just want Alex Smith – to, to be okay. That's all I want. Get, I just be okay throughout the season. That's all I want. 693 days in the making. And I'm sure for him it was worth every single drop of sweat and all the stress he had to go through to get back out there. Sure, the Washington football team lost yesterday, but Alex Smith proved he is a winner in every sense of the word. Still to come, the head coach that earlier this offseason said that head coaching vacancies are filled by merit and Merritt only said something this weekend even more egregious than that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Key's wondering why those two cities are here. Key, here's your answer. Let's start in San Francisco. Jimmy G benched. It's A to Z for C.J. Beathard. Remember, C.J. Beathard came in for Nick Mullins. Jimmy G was awful. Awful. They just just don't want to get him hurt. That's all. They're protecting him. You're right. Kyle Shanahan said at the half, quote, we did this to protect Jimmy G. Sure. They got absolutely housed. Jay, not totally good, but it's got no, absolutely housed. No, they did. They totally, you could tell that they were protecting him. By the Miami Dolphins. He was terrible. Seven for 17 for 77 yards. This game was over at the half. He looked as uncomfortable as I've ever seen him. In tennis, nobody more comfortable than Rafael Nadal on the red clay. Guys, he won his 13th French Open. 13th! Parlez-vous français? Oui, oui. 20th Grand Slam title, tying the great Roger Federer for the most all time, he has played 102 matches at the French Open. He has won 100 of them. Is that the only thing you know how to say in French? Yes, it is. Say we oui, we. Oui. <laughs> that would be a yes. That would be a yes. He housed uh, Novak Djokovic, by the way, yesterday. I've never seen Djokovic look so helpless out on a tennis court. Uh, Djokovic essentially said it was a masterpiece of a performance by Rafael Nadal. And we were going from A to Z, from San Francisco to Atlanta, because the Falcons have fired their head coach, Dan Quinn. Their GM, Thomas Dimitrov, very well thought of, drafted well over the years after their loss to Carolina, which dropped the Falcons to 0-5 for the first time since 1997. I think the only thing I think when I see this is, since blowing that 25-point lead to the Pats in the Super Bowl, we'll talk about the Pats here in one second, the Atlanta Falcons are 24-29. and 29. They had a Super Bowl within their grasp. How different would things be for everyone had they not blown the biggest lead in the history of the biggest game in this country? He would still be there as a coach even with this bad record. Yeah, a buys Super you Bowl, some time. A Super Bowl win gets you another four years easy. Not to mention when you've never won a Super Bowl. You bring the first title to Atlanta, they'll love you forever. They will lionize you. All sorts of problems, though. So he is out. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. It's a Monday morning. It's a day that ends with Y, so that means we have some breaking news out of the NFL concerning COVID, right? It's been that way. Mike Reese, our Pats reporter, Mike Reese with the team 24-7, 365, tweeting just this morning, the Pats had no new positive tests in the latest round of testing from Sunday, a source telling Mike that. So that is absolutely positive news that there are no positive tests. Keep in mind the Pats facility had been shut down three times in the last 10 days. The team did practice on Saturday. So three shutdowns in 10 days, but really good news on this Monday morning. We should mention that the Pats were scheduled to take on the Broncos yesterday. That game was then moved to supposedly tonight. It was going to be played tonight on ESPN. It's now been moved again to next Sunday. So the Broncos and the Pats will meet in six days. Vic Fangio probably has already prepared everything he has for New England, considering he thought the game would be yesterday or today. Now the Broncos' second-year head coach has to prepare for the blowback from these comments talking about the effects of the coronavirus on the NFL and in society. You know, and and in a weird way, kind of happy to see some of this stuff happen because you see who who the whiners are, who the b****s are, and who can't handle adversity. 
And I'm going to try hard that the Denver Broncos don't fall into any of those categories. Jay, <laughs> and I, I'm not happy to see a pandemic happen. This dude, I'm not man. happy to see a pandemic happen. How tone deaf is he? How tone deaf is he to battle through adversity? Let's see who the whiners are and how they battle through adversity with the pandemic where we've lost over 200,000 people mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. with the state of chaos that we're in. Mm-hmm. That, that's where we go back to football coaching talk. Like, oh, let's see how I'm, that's not going to happen to my team. Sorry that a pandemic has ultimately affected how your players deem safety. That's it. It, that it blows it, my it, mind. It, it's not acceptable. And the crazy thing is I, I chuckle because it's just stupid. Come on, man. That doesn't even make any – like he continuously says some outrageous things as the leader of a football team. First, there was no racism in the NFL. Right. Coaching, hires, and practices. He said jobs are determined solely on merit. That's what he said. Correct. Then he doubled back and apologized. Apologized. You know there's a guy named Von Miller that played linebacker, plays linebacker on your team, that had COVID. Your best player. Your best player. Did he not realize those sort of things when he said this? Or is it that he just don't give a damn? I, I, I just <laughs> dudes like that don't deserve head coaching jobs, man. That's twice now he done said something that's crazy. But like twice. And the thing that's is crazy. Where's the accountability? How many times can you get up in front of a microphone and say things like that and still have a job? Like Jay Will said, over two hundred thousand people have passed because of the virus. Mm-hmm. And every day more. Mm-hmm. Every single day, there's more. They get infected, get sick, have to go on ventilators, have the families praying. And he says this because there's a few teams within the NFL that have had players that test positive and had to move games and alter schedules. But now he wants to say that adversity and tough, like, oh, okay, well, guess what? I don't want that type of adver- adversity. I don't want it. Around me, I just I whatever I don't even we just, shouldn't even waste no more time to with call people whiners the b word I mean where yeah. <laughs> but that's that but that's that football coaching mentality been doing it too long lost in, lost in his brain of what's going on around in the world you know for all I know all he does is drive in to work and get on the board all day long and go home he doesn't check the news of what's going on around in the world it's just silly. Is that a byproduct of isolation? I mean, I I, I can't I can't even find a, a reason. To, I can't even silly. find a reason to say. Well, you know, you, you try to find ways, and I, I'm I'm the first person to try to come at any conversation from a point of empathy, right? Like, let me connect, understand what's going on with you, to understand why you would say that. I can't do that in this particular case. The two hundred thousand plus, two hundred ten thousand plus that have died, and the millions that have been diagnosed and are battling it around the world. He is sixty two years old, and he is in that susceptibility range for the coronavirus, so it seems a little tone deaf. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Not a little, a lot. You're right. On the way, he says this is the greatest Lakers title ever, but is it LeBron's greatest title ever? That and more next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.